What's up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Um, today, um, I'm indifferent today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm indifferent. Um, it's not good or bad. I'm kind of like just in the middle, a little sad. I was just crying, man, because my my cousin, it's like my uncle cousin, you know, an older older cousin, so they basically like your uncle, (laughs) so my uncle reached out to me, and um... He was just trying to check up on me and see how I was doing. And uh I could have lied that would that would have been easy, but I decided to tell the truth and to just say that um I'm still grieving like the death of his mother. And it's crazy because I feel like I don't know if I'm like over doing it or over dramatizing it because it's like it's their mother and and I'm just really acting like it was my mama like I don't know I don't know why it's affecting me like this but like they're actually like way stronger than me and it's like their mother so I just feel like I just feel like she really loved me like a daughter and she really like she she gave me that mother daughter love and attention and support that I really didn't know that I needed so I miss it now because I'm like wow I don't really have that in my life um it was a joke but I honestly I ran across a video on TikTok and um this girl was describing how she really craved parents. <laughs> She's like, I want to be in like two different relationships with like basically like a mom and a dad, basically. And she's like, you know, I really just desire to have a healthy whole set of parents. And I can relate because I'm like, Honestly, with like guys and stuff, I don't wanna. I don't. I don't feel right. Like being raised independent, I don't feel right. Actually, like being a stay-at-home mom or wife or whatever, like because I my trust issues the way it's set up, it would never work. Um, because <laughs> I wasn't raised like that, so I can't give somebody that that you know influence over my life. But like with your parents, you kind of get this like this freedom to just be a child and to be in their care, like in their like security and financial security blanket. And, like, that's truly what I crave. Like, I really just want to start over 
and be a child again but not like for real like I want to be my age but I want to be treated like a child like (laughs) I need a break from like adulthood I need like more time because like I feel like now if I was actually given the the grace and time to like go back to school and not actually have to worry about trying to balance work in school and trying to balance our relationships and all of that like I feel like right now if I was given the opportunity to just you know just stress free just focus on doing the things that I loved and like to live freely like I I, I seriously am having real life issues with like maintaining a job and I've never had these issues in my life um I used to be really fearless and optimistic and just like a go-getter and like nothing could stop me but as of late I've never experienced this but um I've been like socially paralyzed and like housebound and it's taken me a lot to just go outside like I have a car I have keys and I have two feet that work but for the life of me I cannot walk outside and like feel okay with just going outside I feel like every time I go outside I spend money money I don't have because I'm choosing not to work because the last job I had I just quit so it's like it's my fault I understand that and I know I can't blame nobody and I know it's up to me to take care of myself in order to survive but at the end of the day I'm just exhausted from it all honestly just the whole loophole the whole nine to five the whole enslavement the whole rat race the whole stupid American dream I'm just like completely utterly over it and then like at the end of the day I just don't feel smart enough, honestly, to, like, teach myself something on the side and do all the things that's just required to maintain a successful life in this lifetime. So, I've just been kind of stuck, like, in the middle of, like, I don't know what to do. I mean... I know what to do. The thing is, I need to get out of my comfort zone. But at the same time, I'm like, the more I push myself, the more traumatized I get and the more sad I get because I feel like, I mean, my whole life journey has just been me fighting against this. And I'm just like, I'm trying to parent myself right now and like give myself the space and grace to just be like and I'm I'm trying to tell myself like you're gonna be okay you know you don't have a job right now it's okay um you know I'm really trying to apply to jobs that I feel are more aligned with the lifestyle that I want um which I want to talk about this because I'm on Facebook and I'm in this group and it's stuff like this that triggers me like we're like living in my life because I'm the type of person that I did not have to experience a lot of things to actually learn the lesson from it I learned 
vicariously a lot about life through other people. So, this says, um, salute. I've been out of the engineering world for 10 years, but still working some positive roles with a little better work-life balance, which is important to me. Now that my current company was sold and my job ends in three weeks, it's been a little challenging now to get back into engineering. I do have three degrees and over 25 years of solid experience. So I believe I am qualified for all roles. Would love to work a remote role or get back into any engineering industry. Um, I will take any recommendations for either. The work-life balance has um, to be important for the company, though. So, like, I can only imagine having this reputation because I'm sitting here beating myself up because I'm like, wow, girl, you dropped out of school. You don't have a degree. Like, and I feel like just having a basic degree honestly would propel me to get a better job and, like, have better access, but I don't even have that. And it's just like it's people out here <laughs> that are actually qualified. And then it's so crazy because the thing about life for real is like you can disqualify yourself for being overqualified. And it's like when you choose to say, okay, well, um, like, mm, I don't know, life is more important than money because a lot of people are like, well, I will work as hard as I can and, you know, I'll figure out life and the quality of life later. But right now, I just want to be a millionaire and I want to do whatever it takes to make a lot of money the best way I can. Like, that sacrificing, like, your time and availability to spend time with your family, friends, all of that. <sighs> Which brings me to, like, why I'm, like, kind of displaced right now. Because I recognize that um, my family... Because I, I actually, I finally started trying to listen to some of these podcasts that I made. <laughs> I made freaking, I used to be really on top of it. Like, I would make it and, like, listen to it. But I'm not going to lie. These podcasts have been, like, 45 minutes. And I don't even know how I can talk that long. But when it comes back to me, like, listening to it, I'm like, oh, we. I don't know who is actually listening to these for 45 minutes. But, Lord. Anyways, um... So, yeah, I recognize that my family, you know, like, that that's our value system of what success means is work, work, work. We put work and, like, relationships ahead of, like, family, unity, community, and all of that. And I just realized that that's not what I want. It's not what I want. But, like my surroundings and my environment they push that narrative because that's what they believe in like it's just as a collective they all just put that in highest priority and it gets me sad and depressed because I can't 
like the way that I want to live my life like fluidly is hard because like I can't even like express to my family that I love them more and I feel like I need them more than me being like a great super independent strong person who's able to maintain an apartment in a car and buy stupid stuff um <laughs> but like that's not a thing to them so because their whole sole goal and focus is on that it's on money it's on work like that's their definition of success and succeeding in life is to be a hard worker and I'm just like you know I didn't mind being a hard worker. I would never say that that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying that to put all your life and to put your whole life into work, to me, if it's not something like, like, like world changing, and when I say world changing, I mean like humanity, like teaching and like, <laughs> you know, actually like like coaching like building somebody up like in those avenues but like people be working hard at like building a car and I'm just like what (laughs) I don't know I don't know that's that's me I'm subjective and I'm opinionated about that but I'm sitting here trying to be transparent to my sister it's my older sister and I realized, too, before I say this, that I held a lot of resentment, for one, of course, towards my mother. But immediately, right after my mother, it was my siblings. But more specifically, it was my sisters. Because I felt like, you know, as women, I stereotyped them to have the mother figure role. And I feel like they should have did that for me because I was the baby. I'm like, if y'all knew that my mom wasn't the greatest mom, I feel like y'all should have been a better mom to me. But then I realized just recently that they still are displaced women who also, (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that they're not great mothers, but they're like literally little mini replicas of my mother in different ways, Um, which is not good for me because I need the complete opposite of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I really was, like, holding them to this standard. And a lot of my disappointment just surrounding this and, like, relationships and, like, my jobs and, like, my life of you, period, is that I literally have been kind of living my life with these rose-colored glasses Really with these fantasy glasses because I literally created my own reality and I kept believing that if I thought positively enough, if I did things in a certain way to control things, I could control the outcome and like everything would turn out how my fake reality was lived out, but that's not what happened. And so in real life, like my siblings, my sisters, um, like my older sister, she... uh um she has always been very um distant but direct and um really 
I would say, you know, very strongly independent or whatever. And I'm trying to say something because I'm trying to say like hard because she's not like soft. She's like very masculine. I'm just going to say that. Like she has a lot of very strong masculine energy. And every time I will, cause, and I'm a highly sensitive person, I'm an empath. And so we are like oil and water from the gate. And like, she never understood me. She will always like, well, she didn't know that she was hurting me at the time, but she will always like um, belittle me and like criticize me and joke around and judge me for who I am. But it's like, girl, like, this is who I am. I'm sorry I'm not your expectations of what you thought how your little sister was supposed to be because a lot of times my family members would think, even me included, like, you expecting you out of other people. And it's like, I I fought so hard to, like, try to tell these people and try to get them to understand, like, I'm my own person and, you know, y'all cannot compare your life to mine. Like, I'm, I'm having a totally different experience than you are because I've actually had the opportunity to watch y'all experience y'all lives. And so my life immediately just growing up, like I started a hundred level life points ahead of y'all because I had the experience and the knowledge of the experience that you had to live through. Like, I didn't have to live through that. <laughs> like, I didn't have to have a kid at 23, 22. Like, I didn't have to because I I saw y'all do that. And I saw that wasn't for me. <laughs> I decided to take a different route. So what I'm saying is, like, I started, we started at two different places. And so we, we're just not relatable. So I said all that to say. I I tried to visit my sisters, and uh, this is how it went. So, I haven't saw her in a while, honestly. And I was just trying to see her, you know, just trying to catch up. But that wasn't going to happen. I didn't know it wasn't, but I found out today. (laughs) So, I'm like, yeah, can I come see you? And she said... Well, she's doing a photo shoot for work, and you're not really with face-to-face person interaction. Is this a joke? You won't even allow people to come see you. What happened? What is wrong? And I said, LOL, I'm lost in life, LOL. I'm naturally a visitor, too. Uh, I went to my other sister's house, but she wasn't there, so I took a drive. And she said, oh, okay, gotcha. You are not lost in life. You are living and taking care of you. Don't let anyone else make you feel less. Haters gonna hate. Dot, dot, dot. Still go be great. So I just said thanks. Because um, I wanted to show her that I got the message, but... I didn't know what to say. Um, it was just crazy to me how I literally, I mean, plainly and simply said what I had to say. And she projected to me what she thought 
I meant by what I said, and I'm like, they didn't really need you to tell me that I'm not lost in life because I just said I am. <laughs> That's just who she is. Like, she's the type of person, she's very surface based. She's not really in depth of getting to the core of like emotions. Um, and I heard somebody say this, I think I read it somewhere, and they said like empaths and like empathetic people are like the the only people that really crave and desire empathy. Like everybody else is just like living their lives and like not caring. And that's a skill I wish that I had because I really require people to really be empathetic and like try to see something outside of you, but that's everybody's not capable of it. So I had to learn to accept that. But I was just like, you know, taken aback and really just had to deal with that because it is what it is. I can't change it. And at the end of the day, I'm really just like battling with you know, picking a job. And, you know, before when I had that good job, I was working so much and I didn't have time to really like see anybody, talk to anybody. And at that time, I felt like people were pulling at me to be available. But I promise you, ever since I've like been taken off work, either I quit or whatever, there's never been a time like really when people were like, yeah, you want to hang out or like calling me like these things don't even exist anymore. And so I'm really just like I put my priority into other people who I was always an option to anyways. And I'm like, I really need to just stop chasing people when trying to fit them into like my fake false reality and just accept it for what it is like. My family is just distant. I mean, they're dysfunctional, and I have to accept that, and I have to move on. And a part of me was just trying to hold on to it because of my own selfish needs. I'm trying to fill that void of, well, I didn't get the love and support, you know, that I needed from my parents since my dad died, and my mother just cold-heartedly just locked me out of her heart. So I need everybody else to fill me up. And then at the same time, though, I didn't come healed. I didn't come positive. And so people didn't want to be around me because all I did was judge and criticize and be negative. And it just comes to a point, really, where it's just like, I'm really, like, seriously, I'm really, like, holding on to a very thin thread, trying to, like, survive because at the end of the day, I know that, um, Although I'm putting my focus on the people who really don't, like, care about me and mess with me, I know that um, the people that I'm not thinking about who actually do, they still matter just as much. And so I'm really trying to focus on that. I'm trying to just focus on the 10%. That's good. And not really focus on the 90 That's bad. Because I realized that my life is going to be what I make it. And... I truly feel like 
it is what it is, man. It's, it's not that bad. I was I was listening. I was on Facebook and I seen this story. Facebook got these like random long drawn out videos, and so I don't know. For me, I feel like they're just trying to see how much time people, how much time they could waste of people's on the app or whatever. But most of the time, I be having time, so whatever. But this video was of this girl, of this lady, who got acid thrown on her. Better acid. And it, like, ruined her whole face and arm and stuff. And, of course, I feel like, I feel like God deliberately, like, had me watch this video because... There I was, like, lurking at other people's lives and, like, being jealous and envious. And I'm like, oh, well, they look like this and they look like that. What if I look like this? And what if And then it's this. And I'm like, wow. I can't even imagine, like, I cannot imagine what my life would be like if that happened to me. Like, what? And I'm just sitting here like, girl, you up here complaining and housebound and you scared to go outside and you up here you know throwing yourself I mean I threw myself so many pity parties and it's unbelievable because I said I would never attend one but here I am the host the party the guest but and I'm sitting here wallowing sulking and like I feel like I'm spending too much time grieving over my aunt but at the same time I'm just like I don't know. I feel like nobody else that has died, like, even with my dad, like, nobody else, like, in this time frame. I've never been this down and depressed so soon. Like, it always hits me years later. But I just feel like I've been carrying this strength of oh well it just doesn't it don't affect me like this and that and that and, that. and I really I think what happened was when I broke the veil of what was important because how I was raised and what this family stand on is work before everything and relationship before everything I didn't have a relationship really to like focus on and like be oblivious to like how I was feeling. I couldn't put all my attention and time into somebody else because I didn't have anybody. And that was kind of like a major factor because I literally had to deal with myself every day after coming home from a job that was burning me out. And it was just too much pressure on me and I exploded and I exhausted. And so people just understand that and it's not up to me to get people understand but I'm saying this just for revelation because I'm like what's different now for me and what's different now for me is that I'm still alone and I just feel like I lost a great person and I just didn't realize how much I needed that and just how much I do not care about money. Like, I don't. And it's like, I want to live a good life, but it's like, the way that America is set up, <laughs> I 
just can't afford to live. Like, for real. It's really sad and depressing because just with my, like, normal anxiety, I'm just like, how hard do I have to work to actually get to where I need to get in order to just live comfortably? And it's like, so much is required. And I'm just like, so fearful of myself of failure because I already dropped out of college and I don't feel smart and I'm always talking down on myself so it's like I mean do I actually have the ability to achieve it like and and at the end of the day I'm like for what for what because my family is distant or whatever but like I said I can always create my own family you know I can always make some new friends it's really me choosing to sit here in this darkness and to make excuses um and it's like it's life there is life on the other side of death and you really have to choose to live now in the present because right now it's all that you have it's all that you have and at the end of the day like death is coming you're dying every day and uh, I'm just going to take it one day at a time. And I've been reading over my my past journal entries. And it's crazy because I literally have been here so many times in my life where I just felt stuck. And I felt like I couldn't move. And I'm like, okay, so there's proof that God is real. And I promise you every time, like, I really have been writing in my journals. And really, like, thanking God for grace and mercy. And I'm like, okay, so God just has to be real for me. I'm not, you know, trying to recruit nobody. But I'm saying that for me, it's the only true thing that has worked for me. I have not successfully been able to go to a therapist, maintain a therapist, spend time with a therapist, couldn't afford it. Like, it was always something. And, like, I'm just, like, anti-medication for real, but I probably should be on it. I believe that it would be good. I'd just be so scared of the side effects. (laughs) But, um, I feel like it, it would be a good thing. I I know I took I took some for a month and I swear I felt like a whole different person. I was like, oh my gosh, this really works. I actually can't get up. And like it really helped me get up out of that funk, out of feeling like I couldn't and I can't. Because I just I didn't even think about it. I just did it. I just got up, I just brushed my teeth, I just took a shower, put on some clothes and went outside. But like when I'm not I like to say for now, um, I'm so aware <laughs> of my thoughts and how things are going and what I can control. And most likely than not, I'm leaning towards my comfort. And oh, well, let's just, you just need to rest. And it's like, no, you don't. You need to get up. You need to get up, you need to get out, and you need to do it. You need to do whatever you need to do. And that's another thing. Like, I was 
reading some of the journal entries and um I was rolling my eyes because I'm like, girl, why did you write this? Because I didn't really want to read it and I couldn't believe that I wrote it. So it was like, you know, the life you want is not gonna be easy. You're gonna have to work for it. And I was like, see, that's my thing. Like, I've always tried to give up before it got too hard. Or I just wouldn't try because I felt like I couldn't do it. And everything is a mindset thing. And it's all about what you think. And if you already don't believe you can't, or you can't, then you're right, right? And it's the whole thing is if you believe you can, then you can. I mean, you're more uh, closer to actually doing it than if you don't believe at all. So that's why they say if you can if you can believe it, you could achieve it. But it it's not like a whole one size fits all because I think that we fail to to recognize that some things require, you know, an ability. And so for me, I'm just now learning about ADHD. And I'm just now learning, like, it's a it's a neurological, I'm probably not saying it right. But, like, <laughs> it's neuroplasticity or something in the brain, right? And it's like, those are chemicals and chromosomes that I have no control over. Like, I was born this way. I was born thinking this way. And, like, just looking at the difference between somebody with ADHD and somebody that's not, I totally get it. And I totally get why people don't understand me or believe me. Like, when I say I don't have no energy, when I say I don't believe in myself, I got low confidence and this and that, and people are telling me, like, well, you did this, you did that. Oh, you so good. And I'm just like, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I guess I can't argue with you because at the end of the day, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't care to prove to you what I know. <laughs> um, but that's another thing, too. I was looking at my journal, and I was just like, you know, I was working this security job, and this guy had came up to me, and he was like, you know, you need to stop being on your phone or whatever. He's like, I uh, I know the people that's in charge of the company or blah, blah, blah. And just that, that instance and that confrontation, like I had got scared and I was fearful that they were going to fire me. So I hurried up and quit. <laughs> and is that impulsivity for me? Because I'm like, Nobody really ever looked into, like, my irrational behavior. Nope. Well, you, people just assumed that I was just young and lazy and, like, didn't want to work. But, like, these patterns with me not being able to maintain a job and switching careers and not knowing what to do, not believing in myself, like... 
this is something that is related <laughs> to my freaking mental illness. And the whole thing about it is that I was trained and conditioned to always present myself as being well because it was not okay not to be okay because with my family they again like I said they think it's a joke they think it's a joke nobody wants to deal with it and it's just too much for other people because they can't understand or they put it all on you and say, why don't you just go talk to a therapist? Why don't you just... <laughs> why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do that? And as a collective, as a whole, I'm just like, wow. It's just sad that, you know, this is the way the world is. And that's what gets me back depressed and sad and, like, just not wanting to be here. Because I'm like, what the freak? But that's it's, it's a double standard for me because I'm like, this is why I want to be here. Because I really want to share this and I really want to like build a community of like, it's okay not to be okay. You mad, you mad. Be glad, be glad, whatever. But I also learned that um, I need to work on like the boundaries I have for myself and not pick up on other people's energies and like negativity and like actually be okay being around with somebody that's not okay because I can preach it and I can say it but to actually do it it's a whole nother thing because I'm sitting here saying that I absorb everybody else's feelings and emotions and of course no I don't want to feel that way but at the end of the day there are people that I've been able to release my frustrations on I've been able to yell at my sister and tell her this and cuss her out and this and that and it wasn't like personal attacking to her but I just really was needing to let it out and it's always going to be better out than in and it's like there needs to be more people who are willing to step up and step in and be uh, a resource for people who are not okay because this is only where we're going to save lives and actually um, make life worthwhile because at the end of the day this is I feel this is just how I feel like regardless if the person had money or not like any suicidal or depressed person or sad person the main thing that's missing is community and is people always assume that people who are down and depressed or whatever people always assume that they they need direct help from you who are okay and it's like and I'm just speaking for me like I don't I don't like people be looking at me like I need their money and I'm like I don't need your money I don't I just you know I just want to be included like like with my sister I've told them that I didn't want nobody to come to my apartment just for personal reasons for my boundaries and she made it as a joke and I'm like 
because and this is me actually trying to see her she's like well you don't like people to people interaction and I'm just like okay I can say that but like give me the opportunity to to go against it like it is okay like people just will have parties and do stuff and just like not invite me because they're like well you you always cancel you always say no it's like so what I still want to be invited I like even if I say no oh like what difference does it make what difference does it make but you know what difference it makes when I'm never invited, I'm never included, I'm never sought out, I'm never checked in on, I'm never, what what that does is isolates me, and it solidifies me being alone, and being, feeling like a burden to other people, because I felt like I'm too much, and I'm too bad to be around people, and that will justify me wanting to leave because I feel like nobody likes me anyway. So at the basis, it's like treat all people with kindness and inclusion. And I feel like that will go way further than trying to freaking be a... Like, y'all are not professionally... um accredited to be a therapist like nobody you don't have to give advice like people be like I don't know what to tell you you don't have to tell me anything I really I mean like the last (laughs) the last the last advice I really want is from you like I don't really you know agree with a lot of things that you do for your life but I'm just saying like can you just be an ear can you listen to me that's it that's it's just support. I don't need you to fix me. I don't need you to heal me. Like, come on now. Did you really think that? That's why I was... <laughs> you really thought I was coming to you for <laughs> solutions to my life? You know, come on now. Did you really think that? Why would you get... Why would you... Like, it's the audacity for me. And it's like, please stop assuming. Ask. Ask for clarity. And at the end of the day, you can just give love. It's free. You don't have to go out your way to, oh, well, how much money is it going to be? Like, it don't even take, it don't even take all that. It's not even that serious. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. I'm not going to lie. Money always helps. But I'm saying, like, for the most part, people be like, doing and giving out of freaking resentment and it's like you can keep that please because you ain't doing nothing but hurting everybody with this because if you're gonna hold it over somebody's head like well i gave you i gave them three hundred dollars and and then it's like well you could you should have just kept it if you needed it that bad if it's gonna be a problem it's gonna keep bringing it up (laughs) just keep it don't do what you can't do don't give out you know they always say, don't gamble what you can't afford to risk, what you can't afford to lose. It's the same with your love, your support, and your ear, your boundaries. But if you can give a little, then do. I feel like God bless me, and every day I wake, I'm blessed. 
and it's a privilege to be here. It's not a right. A lot of people didn't wake up, and I don't know why I keep waking up, but as I do, I'm thankful for my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I will be thankful for it, for it all, for the experience, because it's not about the the end goal, the destination. I know I want this glitz and glam life of wealth and harmony, but it's just for me to go through these trials and struggles and tribulations and adversity so that I'm able to share this and be relatable to somebody who needs it because I need it. <laughs> and I know that I'm sure somebody else needs this. And it's just, you never know. You never know where you're going to get that message. And I'm just being obedient to Christ. So, with that being said, it is what it is. Love yourself, love others. Mind your business. Have a good day and a better tomorrow. Let go and let God. Impress yourself not yesterday, not today, but right now. Make it happen. Be patient. Be gentle. Be humble. Be loving. Be yourself. Peace.